What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. this episode of Get Real Podcast, I have the incredible Gigi Butler. She started Gigi's Cupcakes in Nashville, and they are now a huge franchise. I think there's over 100 stores. She has over $100 million in cupcake sales. She started off cleaning houses, moved to Nashville to be a singer, and then she actually was cleaning Taylor Swift's toilet and heard Taylor Swift singing on her bedroom, teardrops in my guitar, and at that moment, she realized that she was no longer going to sing. How amazing is that story? I mean, her stories are incredible. We talk about so many situations in her life where she had a turning point. She says, sometimes you have to let go of one dream to really find find another dream. I don't, I'm not quoting it perfectly. She's given TED Talks. She's so inspirational. She started Gigi's Cupcakes when she had $30 in her bank account. She took out a $100,000 loan and went for it. A cupcake business. She didn't even know how to start it. She just did it, walked in faith, and she's so inspirational. She's not afraid of failing. She's just a magnetic human, and this interview is so inspiring in every single way. If you've ever been scared to go out on a limb, to really go for your life, to really jump in and like chase a dream, this is the episode you want to listen to because she walked on faith. She had so many situations that would tell her not to go for something and she did it anyway and she succeeded and oh god i'm so excited here she is Gigi butler i am here with the amazing Gigi butler hi there <laughs> and everyone uh, who is anyone in nashville will know who you are because you make nashville so sweet you have Thank Gigi's you. cupcakes Thank which you. has just like changed the face of the cupcake industry Thank you. It has. It was, I was in it, I got in it right in the right time. You're like the and first. 
I was probably one of the first, yes, but I was the first for sure in Nashville. And Nashville's such a food-friendly town and such yes. an entrepreneur town. You know, they support local business. So it was just the right time. It was the right thing to do. And you got into this because your brother, well, you have a long story. You moved here to be a country singer. Yes. Yes. We have to do a duet one day. Oh, gosh. I can, I feel like I forgot how to sing. (laughs) I bet. Well, you've had a lot on your plate lately. I saw you sing Amazing Grace, though, in front of like 7,000 people. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Were you nervous? Amazing Grace and Crazy, my two theme songs. Um, I no, I wasn't. I mean, that was the biggest crowd I've ever spoken for, and it was all translated in Spanish. So I had a translator, but they knew "Crazy" and "Amazing Grace," so I didn't have to have that translated. But it was amazing. Were you in Mexico? I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. There was a huge Amway conference. Oh my gosh! It was great. It was amazing. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm just like I want to like word vomit on you because there's so much I want to talk. Perfect. About. Go ahead. That. <laughs> So we'll start at the beginning, though. Okay. Obviously, now you have Gigi's Cupcakes. You kind of got the idea because your brother was in New York standing in a two-hour line for cupcakes, and he was like, yours are better. Right. That's when when it all happened. I have always been an entrepreneur. I started a cleaning company when I was 15. In Nashville? In in my hometown, in the high desert, California. Okay. And then started a band at 17, and so I would clean during the day, of course, go to school, and then sing at night in a band, and then started traveling all over with the band. But my, my cleaning business was always so flexible, because I'd say, hey, I've got to go out of town. Can I do your house on Thursday instead of Friday? So it really was great money, and it supported my dream. And then I moved here when you did, at your, oh, well, not when you did, but your age, Same 19, age, 19, and just had no money, didn't have a place to live, didn't have a job, only had $500 to my name, and just moved how did you get the balls to do that well here was my theory if god could part the red sea for the unbelieving israelites and find them a place he could for sure find me a place and keep me safe in nashville and he did did you just feel it in your gut that you needed to move to nashville i need you ever been here I'd been oh, here a couple music. times doing, you know, trying to f- scope it out. I did a rehearsal. I did a demo. You know, I came and did did all those. But I wanted to move to Nashville when I was seven. So I announced to my parents at seven, I'm like, I'm moving to Nashville. I'm going to be a singer-songwriter. They're like, um, okay, but you don't know how to sing or <laughs> play an instrument. I'm like, oh, details. We've got to get that going. So how did you get that idea at seven? I always... I, it, I wanted to always be a country Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre and, you know, Charlie Daniels. I mean, that's all I grew up listening to. You've probably given them all cupcakes now, haven't you? Probably. <laughs> I'm sure they've I all prob- experienced you, your cupcakes. <laughs> I think so. They don't know what big fan I was of them, but it's nice when they come in. I'm like, <gasps> I get a little starstruck when I see people. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw Linda Davis. Oh, yeah. In my store one day. and I, She sang I, Does He Love You with Reba. Does he love you? Look at that voice. <laughs> and she's amazing. And then she her is. daughter. Hillary know, Scott yes. of Lady Antebello. Oh, my favorite band of all time. So good. Other than your husband's. Right, A Thousand Horses. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Gigi. <laughs> but how at 15, just like I want to start at your childhood because you've been this entrepreneur for so long, your entire life. How right. at 15... Were you like, I can start a business and I'm going to run this thing and I know how to do this at 15. I didn't well, know how to do anything at 15. My dad was an entrepreneur. We had a potbelly pig business, an arcade. We had a hair salon, it, just restaurants. So he was always just doing something. And I was taught, don't be afraid to fail. Like we just did it. And if he failed on his, you know, flat on his face, 
we do something else. So I just was like, well, my dad start businesses all the time. 15, I thought, I don't have a lot of money. I can't drive. So what can I do for myself? So I bought some cleaning supplies and walked a mile to an assisted living place called Mayflower Gardens and knocked on doors. And that was the birth of Gigi's Cleaning Company at 15. And that really goes to show you, you can do anything. You just can't, you, can. you cannot be afraid of no. And you say that, what is it? Like a no is just the next opportunity. That's right. I no. love all your sayings. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Instead of, uh, what do I say? Why me? Why I not say, me? Why not me? <laughs> why not me? So why me? Why? And people, why me, Lord? Well, why not you? Why not? Get your butt to, in, to work. And Get also, there, though, step on faith. You're not scared to put yourself out there and right. get in front of people and like say, hey, here's right. my here's what I can offer you right like, you're not afraid to get in people's faces right where I feel like a lot of people will be like oh I really want to do this but they won't actually go right do the work they're too timid yes and they don't they hate rejection but in the music industry I mean I know you've had tons of rejection everything we're not rejection. pretty enough we don't sing enough about well enough we, our songs aren't up to par our, you know everything about the music industry is rejection. Mm -hmm. So I have been rejected so many times in my life. I can't even count. So when someone says, ah, oh, no, and I'm like, really? You're like, oh, that's just your I've opinion. Heard no before. <laughs> I'm not going to take your no for, for a guarantee. I'm going to go ahead and do it myself. So rejection is something that you have to have and you have to be tough. And if you don't have rejection, you've never done really anything in your life. Amen to that. Because it doesn't come easy. People think, oh, it's just instant gratification society. You know, here I am. I've made it. No, you haven't. You haven't worked at it yet. It takes a lot of work. So, and you said this when you did a TED Talk, which is also amazing. You're just doing everything. You're basically running the world and making it such a sweeter place. Thank you. But you did a TED Talk and you said, sometimes your dream has to, the dream you thought you had, I'm right. quoting you wrong, has to die for you to find your real dream. Yes. How do you say that? Well, you have to let go of the dreams we had in, to realize the dreams to come mm. and I'm still telling that to myself like I went through a really bad breakup a year and a half ago and you know I have to let go of those old dreams that I thought was meant to be to be open to new dreams and I think that's so hard for people because they just hold on to something they failed at and I can't do it again but you have to let it go you have to let it die mm. and then find a different path and I think that's the hardest challenge for people they can't do because we hang on to like the pain the that pain. we mark time by it and right. we like define ourselves by it right. in a way yeah we do which is very it's amazing that you think that because that is exactly right because you look at animals and like for instance like you know a deer it's like grazing around living its life it could have just had like a horrible scare or traumatic experience but it's not going to think about it until the next one comes right i guess it has muscle memory but they don't like <laughs> live in the fear right but no. we just like mark time by what has happened to us. Right. And then we proceed with all sorts of caution and won't move in the direction maybe we are called to do or our dream is calling us to do because we're so afraid to fail again. But right. failing, like you said, is not even a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But then people are like, well, like, I don't, what if I lose all my money because right. I invested all this? Well, right. you invested every cent Everything. you had. Right. And I've, I lost it all. So what happens was, when you lose it all? Because that's terrifying. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, go find, go get a waitress job until you can rebuild yourself. Go clean another toilet. That's what I did. So you, you know? just weren't worried. You're like, I can, I can make more money. 
I could make more money. You can always make more money. Yeah. You can always figure out how to make money in America because that's the, it's a land of opportunity. You just have to be willing to do the work. I've cleaned 65,000 toilets with my hands. 60, over 65,000 toilets. I don't know many people that have done that, but I was willing to do that work to get me to where I could do the cupcake shop and then, you know, build on that. That's so true. Like, who cares? Who cares if you fail? I think people are so worried about rejection and about what people think of them because the perception of, oh, people, what, what are people going to think of me if I fail, if I fall on my face? Because that there, it's pride. Mm-hmm. Pride. Mm-hmm. We don't want to fail. We don't want to look weak to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But sometimes being vulnerable and looking weak is when you're at your strongest. Mm-hmm. And that's when you will succeed because you're like, okay, I'm doing it. I don't care. Bring it, you know, and you just go for it. Yeah. And I'm at that space in my life right now again. Again? I'm rebuilding. Yeah, oh, yeah. After having a hundred Gigi's, over a hundred Gigi's cupcake stores yep. now in America. Yes. Over a hundred million sales. I don't Cupcakes even know how to say sold. that correctly. Over 100 million cupcakes sold. sold. Yes, 100 million cupcakes sold. You've been featured on Undercover Boss, which I want to talk about that because I love That's that show. That's a great show. It's so awesome. I mean, you great. have conquered the world with cupcakes, and now you're at a place where you're rebuilding. What is there yeah. left to rebuild? Like, what is there to do? You've done it all. Well, I want to, I want to do a cooking show one day, and I want to have, you know, other than cupcakes, I want people to know me for desserts and savory things not just cupcakes I make better pies than I do cupcakes really yes so that's you know people don't know that so it's time to rebrand do something different and get out there oh you're gonna get a show so fast I hope so oh my gosh you're the (laughs) American dream (laughs) seriously I mean you are the American dream well so when did you decide to give up your music dream because you moved to town at 19 you've been doing it for 10 years were you right. still cleaning when you moved to town oh yeah I, cl- I would so clean you brought your business day. with you oh I did well I waited tables at Red Lobster for two years and cheese then biscuits are the best there they are they're really good <laughs> and then you know I waited on everybody there when on the Judds I, name it Tim McGraw everyone came into Tanya Tucker came into Red Lobster because there was really nothing at that time in Cool Springs yeah and it was and ever all those people lived in Franklin area yeah so they would come in there and I had an opportunity to meet a lot of people and built up the cleaning business and then I was cleaning singing traveling and I was 29 years old and I was cleaning a house for a new family in town and they had a daughter, 15. I don't know if you know this story yet, but it's pretty <laughs> interesting. And she was crazy talented, amazing talented. And I was cleaning her toilet, and she was sitting on her bed practicing guitar. And when she played that song, I knew that she was going to make it, and I wasn't. It was time to let the dream die. And the song was Teardrops on My Guitar it was Taylor by Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> yes. Wait, was it Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah. Wait, you were cleaning Taylor Swift's, Swift's toilet. toilet? Oh, yeah. Cleaned it. Cleaned her toilet. Yeah. Cleaned you were toilet. cleaning Taylor, Taylor Swift's, Swift's toilet, toilet when she was playing Teardrops so on my, my guitar before it bed. was. Yeah, she just had got a record deal and they were, you know, she was writing and getting her deal out and her first record was coming out and she's playing the song and I looked at her and I'm cleaning her toilet. I'm like, did you write that song? She's like, yeah, it's going to be on my first album. I'm like, holy 
you know, um, I'm done. Really? Yep. It was I, a moment? It was a moment. Well, the night before, I had gotten my butt pinched at Tootsie's, passing the tip jar around. Oh, like around. literally pinched? Yeah, literally. You know, groped by some business dude. Oh. And I got, got home singing four hours at Tootsie's, and I'd made 35 bucks after I paid the band. After you got your butt pinched? After I got my butt pinched. So you would think he'd give me a bigger tip. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but after you pay the band out the tip jar, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, dang it, 35 bucks working my butt off for four hours? Went to her house to clean, or her family's house mm-hmm. at the time. She was only 15. And cleaning her toilet, and there she was playing her <laughs> And I thought, I'm done. And that day, I packed my cleaning supplies in my truck, and I drove home, and I was devastated, brokenhearted. I'm like, I'm done. I'm such a loser. I've spent my whole life chasing this music dream, and it's time. It's not even going to pan out. No. It's time for it to die. And that was the, that was the turning point and the epiphany of my life. And then how did you get into your next dream? Well, I started really, I felt like a loser for two years. You know, just I felt this, that before. Just like uh, such a loser. Just like, uh, what am I even what am I doing? doing with my life? Well, I've I spent no so purpose. much time chasing this. Yeah, I have no purpose. Right, right. I suck. What have I done? Now I'm yeah. like almost 30. I was the same place around yeah. 29. Almost 30 and like what? Nothing I, to show for what myself. What I have to show for myself? Nothing. Right. Nothing. No money. Right. Because you don't make any money in the music industry unless you make a lot of records no accolades <laughs> no not, not even an accolade you yeah. could be broke but at least have like some sort of credit about you know an yeah, award um, nothing no nothing okay nothing. so then how did you all of a sudden get this new dream what did you do in that interim period and well I, I built my cleaning business up and I expanded it hired girls to help me paid off my bills bought a little house and started really working on the on me on the inside like wow really like reinventing myself and how did you work on yourself I read the bible I read every business book I could I got my hand I would read every night because I was you know I didn't have a child at the time I was by myself and I would read and read and I'd read Joel Osteen book the best your best life yet it's the that book changed my life your best life your best life now is his first book he ever wrote and I'm telling you that changed my life how did it change your life I read that and I thought, you know what? And I would just had the idea. My brother had stood in line at the cupcake shop and he said, you should open a cupcake shop. And I read that book and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I have one life. I have one chance. I'm like, why not? Why not? Why not? So I rebuilt myself and learned better business and better, you know, communication with people. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start a new dream. So how did you, what kind of business and communication skills did you take in that time? Well, I had already been learning it. I mean, when you have to sing in front of 5,000 drunks and <laughs> you're the only sober person up on, including the band members yeah. and your babysitting the band members, you know, and they're all stoned and drunk and, <laughs> you know, you learn a lot of human skills and you're working with bar owners and try wor- not to get frustrated, working with contractors. Cause I'm doing commercial cleaning in the day, working with people, you know, Taylor Swift's house, Leanne Rhymes house. Uh, name it I've cleaned their houses working for people that have such high standards and have you know everything's perfect in their house how do you what do you learn about people you learn that money does not make you happy amen to that and it doesn't matter how rich you are you cannot create joy through money that's what I've learned some of the richest people I've cleaned for are some of the most miserable people I've ever met Mm. And I've learned that you can be gracious with tons of money and you can be ungracious with tons of money. People treated me like crap. Hmm. Dirt. Really? Oh, dirt. I was, I was the help. I was the other, you know, 
go ahead and I'd go to this really really rich people's house and I'd they their cat started pooping on their steps <laughs> and leaving it they'd leave it to petrify and I'm like you know your cat's pooping on your steps right you know <laughs> you know it's petrifying it's ruining your carpet and they're like yeah we wait for you to do it the next week I said you're gonna step over your cat poop they're like that's beneath us that's your job oh my god I'm like not anymore it's not see ya I quit I quit find someone else to be your shit cleaner (laughs) (laughs) right so uh, yeah I have cleaned lots of that do you think what has going from because you have a a rags to riches story what has Mm. having that kind of experience with people then viewing you as the help to now being the CEO incredible like boss woman who is like mentioned in Forbes you're like I mean everything that you can be mentioned in as like a boss badass babe is you so what is that different dichotomy how what have you how do you balance that and like navigate that that was the hardest thing I've ever had to learn because I've never been a CEO and I was a toilet cleaner remember just this (laughs) but yet I had a great business and I learned human skills and I learned how to treat people I haven't treated people perfect all the time I mean I'm I forgive me who I've ever treated bad and but what I learned through going from a toilet cleaner to a CEO grossing 30 million I wasn't making 30 million but the company was yeah and what I learned was that I have to learn how to let go mm. and and I have to let go to grow like resentment and, or um, let go of what? Just everything. Yeah. Let go of resentment. Let go of, of controlling. Because uh. I was a, you know, a little micromanager. Ah, I've got to do the house perfect. But I had to find people that did things better than I did. And trust them. And trust them and train them right. And in, in, enable them, empower them to do their job. So that was the hardest thing I've ever learned. And I didn't do, I didn't succeed all the time at that. And the people that grew this company with me can testify <laughs> That I didn't do all the right things because I really, truly didn't know what I was doing. Right. I wasn't trained. I didn't go to an Ivy League, Ivy League college, how to be a boss, yeah. how to treat people, how to run a business. So I had to learn. And I, I learned the hard way, but it was a really good education. <laughs> I mean, Ivy League schools can't touch my experience. Sorry. <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> what are some of the key things that you've learned while growing your business? I've learned that you can't micromanage and to, to grow, you have to find the right people and you can't be prideful like, oh, I can do everything. You can't do everything well. I don't do social media well. That's why I have a fantastic social media manager named Sid- Sydney Robinson. <laughs> hey <girl. laughs> She's, She's right here with us. <laughs> so I had to learn that. I can't do social media that well. I'm not good at that. I can't do, I can't be the CPA. You know, so you have to entrust people to do the job better than you. And the best book I ever read was a book called The E-Myth Theory mm. by Michael Gerber. That was such an eye-opening book. It changed my life. Changed my life on how to let go so I could grow. What did it teach you? It taught you teaches you not to micromanage. Most people, and it's all about a lady in a pie shop, and she was doing everything. I could scrub the floors. I can do this. I can do this. And Michael Gerber came in and said, no, you can't. You can't, if you want to grow your business, you can't do it all. And that's what the whole book is based on, is that you can't do it all. How do you trust? Like, how do you let yourself trust? It's very hard. And it's probably just knowing people. Do you have, like, check-ins? Or, like, do you have, like, ways, like, okay, I trust you, but I'm going to 
I'm gonna, we're going to have like a monthly meeting yeah. or something right. to let's make sure. Let's do a three-month analysis after. Let's see what you're doing. Let's see how to empower you. And when I hire someone, I have a gut feeling about mm-hmm. them. And I'm like, you're good. You're a good, you're a good seed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to bake. I don't care. You have passion. And so you passion. take passion over. Passion over anything. Yeah. Passion is the key to anything. Yes. You can have the best person for the job that has all the credentials. Mm. But if they don't have passion and they don't have your back, you don't have the right person. Have you learned that the hard way? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so you <laughs> learned many, a lot the hard ways. way. Yes. I've learned everything in my life the hard way. From birthing a company to birthing a baby <laughs> to relationships. So. so talk to me about that. In the middle of all this, you are having a child. You have a little girl. I had a child in the third year. We, the first year, we, did, we opened 12 stores. The second year, we opened 32 stores. The third year, when she was born, I opened 65 stores. Holy guacamole. I know. It was crazy. And then she was, I'm a single mom. I did it all on my own. Everything. So you're being a single mom while you're opening all of these stores. Right, and building a company. How do you not just like you know, self-destruct? I think I have a little bit of PSD or what is that called? <laughs> Post-traumatic, Post-traumatic stress. I honestly do. There's PTSD. A PTSD. I, I really feel like I have a lot of that because I don't remember a lot of things. Was it just a blur? Time. It was a total blur. And it was just survival mode. Because you said you're you tr- flying on the plane, breastfeeding your breastfeeding child. my child. And I, ta- I talk about that. It's a hilarious story in the book about <laughs> boobs bouncing out, the <laughs> milk squirting in her face. On my, the airplane? Yeah, my brother's trying to hold the, for the love of God, put your tits in your, you know, in your shirt. I'm like, I can't. She's screaming, you know. It's hilarious in the book. I shouldn't have said that word. No, boobs, I, breasts. No, the thing is, once you have a baby <laughs> and you're breastfeeding, you're boobs teats the teats <laughs> the teats how can so, anyone think these are sexy once you had a baby not, I, they become afterwards if you, you are know. they back again you get them back sometimes they turn back around because i'm like right now these <laughs> things are udders uh, yeah sometimes <laughs> it just depends on how good your plastic surgeon is oh god <laughs> kidding no i'm dying no. Like, mine are gonna be down to my belly button i'm gonna have to roll them up i'm sure <laughs> do a little do a little zip up once it's all said and done. Uh, hey, you made, you look at you already three months and you look like a supermodel. So I don't think you're going to have any problems. Oh, God. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. You they look say, great. Well, the boobs get so big. And then once the milk goes away, they just like droop. Yeah. Then so, there's that. You're running a company and you have saggy teeth. <laughs> what do you do about that? <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this, but. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. I think it's the best. Oh, I love talking about mom stuff. Okay. It's it's fun. It's real. It's, it's real. Life. It's life. And nothing's perfect. No one's perfect. And life is hard. It is. It is hard work. And the only thing you have is friends, family, God that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. That's where you find joy. Yeah. You have to make yourself gather joy every day because so many things are coming at you. Was there ever a time in the middle of all of that where you're like, how do I even do this? Like, how am I going to do this? Yes, every day. And I honestly felt led. I, and I, it sounds so weird, and I don't want to sound too trite about my religion but, and my faith, is that I honestly felt God pushing me on the back and just moving, moving me forward. It was my time. Mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. stepped into favor. Ah, that talk time, to me about that, like this, the harvest to come. I, I just, I stepped into favor. How do you step it, into favor? I don't know. It's everyone has a time that God gives you with favor. Everyone. Ah. And you have to step into the favor. And when it's Love your time, that. there's no door 
and Joel Osteen talks about it. There's no door that a human can shut 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 that God wants to open. No when door. you're in favor. When I'm in favor, when anyone's in favor, there's no door that can be shut if God wants it open. And that's literally how Gigi's Cupcakes was so built. So every door open. Do you feel like you had to go through just the trials and the like the grunt work and like experiencing Absolutely. all of not favor, one might say, to step into favor. But really, it wasn't. It was just more hard work. But that prepared <laughs> you because it probably taught you how to work it hard. It taught Correct. you how to have much appreciation. Correct. Gave you a huge idea of the human experience, like right. the spectrum from cleaning houses and celebrities to now being a celebrity yourself. Like it gave you this full spectrum that you probably are such more powerful empathetic incredible business person because of all that but when you're in it you're like oh my god is this ever am i ever gonna get a break what the heck well that's (laughs) what i'm thinking i'm like god can i have a little more favor again please (laughs) i just need a little break (laughs) so what does it feel like when the favor hits like did you know it was happening you know what no is that when i look at it now and i'm out of that fire i've i see that it was favor i mean why this is the greatest way i've ever heard it explained i I just i see that it was favor i mean i literally i said oh i'm gonna do this and everyone thought i was crazy i'd go to my cleaning people i had 85 clients at the time i said i'm gonna open a cupcake shop they're like oh bless her little heart oh my okay we'll buy a dozen we'll buy but what they didn't realize they felt sorry for me they were helping me form a company yeah so i was making these cupcakes in my house i went to four banks i had great credit a little bit of savings i'd been in business 17 years at the time and they all laughed in my face four banks laughed literally in my face so i was like they thought this was just not they're like cupcakes are you out of your mind I'm like, no, it, it'll work. No, it won't. We're not giving you a loan. So I took out $100,000 cash advances on my credit cards, and I went for it. <gasps> Hundred. And the day oh I opened my, my cupcake shop downtown Nashville, I had $33 left in my name. Were you freaking out? I was scared to death. The night before, I cried in a fetal position in my bed going, God, what am I going to do? You had $33 and a $100,000 loan? $100,000 loan. And the night before, my I uh, cleaned two houses to pay the plumber, and my contractor came in and said, I forgot a bill. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any money. I have $33. It was a $15,000 drywall bill he had, quote, quote, forgotten. And I had a meltdown on the floor. I had a little breakdown on the floor. Of course. And I thought, what am I going to do? And I got up the next morning, and I said, God, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I know that you love me, and you're faithful, and I'm just going to go for it. And if I have to spend a, my whole life paying off $100,000, I'm going to do it. So I opened my doors and lines formed. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. A, a guy, a lady came in and s- said, oh, my gosh, my husband works for a TV show. I'm going to give him these cupcakes. And she came home. She goes, you got you to gotta go interview this girl. It was Terry Bulger from Channel 2. Channel 2. I yeah, don't know. Channel 2. Yeah. And um, famous guy in town. And he came in. He's like, I want to do your first thing after that. Tennessee Crossroads. I mean, it just... The first day you got a, a news report first coming week. In? First week. And he just... It just happened. And then my land... My property guy, he came in. He's like, you should have franchised this. I'm like, what's a franchise? So I went and read about it. And I'm like, okay. So I opened up a franchise business. I was still cleaning. I cleaned houses until my 13th store was so open. So this cleaning really <laughs> carried you through. It did. It and you were did. never too big or... You're never too above it. Nope. I'm still not above. I still clean the I toilets to clean. at the store. I love to clean. <laughs> I still clean my own house. <laughs> well, no one um, probably can do it better, honestly. Well, 
yeah, there are. She, there have a girl that comes once in a while, and she's okay. amazing. But uh, yeah, so I would when I first opened all the stores, I would train people how to clean the bathroom. All these little kids, they didn't know how to clean a bathroom. They'd never cleaned a bathroom at their house. And I'd say, okay, we're going to go clean the bathroom now. This was on my sixty-fifth store, and one of the little girls said, "Ah, uh, I don't do that. I'm above that. I'm like, let you're me like, tell okay, you, you're little fired. miss." <laughs> I said, if my name is on the wall and my face is right there and I'm showing you how to clean the toilet, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. So get in there and let me clean. And I showed him. And so, yeah, you can't be above anything. No. Even if with 65 stores or 120 stores, you got to be able to do everything in that store to be successful. Oh. What if AI could help your business deliver mission critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary in Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What did it feel like when you open your doors, you just had your breakdown, you're crying on your floor, you now owe $15,000 on top of your hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So now $115,000, you got $33 right. cold, hard cash. Right. What does it feel like when you open the doors and it's success? Well, I just, I, am always been a problem. I've always been a problem solver. So I'm not, I don't ever stop to smell the roses mm -hmm. and I should have more in that 12, you know, 11 years that I've done, I should have stopped and I've always appreciated, but I've always been a problem solver. Get going. Let's oh more. I've got to solve this, solve this. So, um, I didn't really think about, Oh, look at this. It's awesome. I just kept going. And that's and when, probably why it got so big. When the franchise business came aboard, he's my partner. He's like, well, we need $150,000 to start this. I said, here's $26,000 I've saved. Let's start it with that. He's like, you're crazy. I said, well, I was crazy with $33. Look what's happening. So you've just used all the money you've ever Don't, had to just keep going. All the money I've ever had to just keep going, and I'm still doing it. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, all so you money. just do not let money stop you. 
And you said it's not no. about money for you. It's not about money. It's about the thrill of creating something new. And it's passion. How does that feel? What does that feel like to you? What does that thrill feel like to you? It's a rush. And it's something that you, because you're always thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you trust in God and you think outside your box and you know God is beyond anything that he could, anything you could have ever imagined, he's already thought about it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm like, well, if I live in faith and I just think outside the box all the time and I know you're going to get me and I know you're going to keep me safe and love me no matter what, I'm just going to go for it. And so my whole life and every day is just, well, let's do this. And Sydney can attest to it. Who's here? We just, oh, let's think of this. Let's do this. And it's not about the money. It's never about the money. You want stability. Of course, you want to pay your bills. You want to go nice places. But that doesn't drive me. It should never drive anyone. Okay, so this is a question I'm so interested to know your thoughts on. How do you know when your idea is like ordained by like God per se, like say that it's like actually put on your soul for you to do in this life. And it's a good idea that you need to follow and will lead to favor as opposed to an idea that maybe isn't the right idea. Like how do you know when you're supposed to go all in on an idea? You don't. You You get a feeling like, did you like hit? You don't. Cause like what? You just keep going. And you know what? God will tell you when it's not on the right path. He'll kind of slap you back. No, no, no. Do you think doors will shut or you'll hit resistance or something? You'll hit resistance. It won't be be where you're supposed to go. It won't be easy. Is it easy when it's supposed to be right? Not easy as in like you don't have to work, but is it easy as in it flows? Like a relationship probably. Okay. I don't don't know. I mean, all of a sudden you, let me ask you that. (laughs) So you hit a dead end road. I've hit so many dead ends. And now you're have this amazing favor on your life you have a new baby Bobby Bones is you know he's the bomb and he's wanting you to be a part of his life and career like you tell me I guess it's sort of the same as you because like with when you started Gigi's because in my mind I'm like it's it's not I just have more 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 I need to do I'm like oh I'm getting going and I like I don't even see it as success in my mind I'm like okay great this is awesome like I feel like I'm on the right track and I have awesome opportunities happening but I'm like I haven't made it like I have not made it at all like I gotta just keep rolling 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 is how I see it right that's exactly how I see it that's exactly and I I see you as extremely successful god I'm so crazy because I I don't see it that way oh my I mean we were talking about it the other day I'm like she's amazing I'm gonna be on her what I mean we did we not Sydney and like, she's like, no, she wants you on there. I'm like, she wants me on there? Well, the, well I was so honored I'm that like, you want to come on my podcast. me on there? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, but she has all these followers. And she's she's like, just go for it. She told me that about you. Gigi, like, I feel like <laughs> when you so, said that you're going to come on my podcast, I'm like, I can't even believe that you're going to come on my podcast. Like, I'm definitely bringing her cupcakes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got to sweeten this deal. <laughs> Cow. I gotta be on again. No, I'm kidding. That makes me so, feel so amazing. Because so, I feel like so honored that you take time out of your day to come on my podcast. I, I felt the same way. So there you go. So successful people that really love what they're doing don't have all their act. Oh, I'm so amazing. I'm so. They just keep going, and you just keep going. But you're. We were talking about how successful you were. Like really, Bobby Bones. Come on. It's just funny. You know, it's <laughs> awesome. It's so funny how like people view themselves and then other people. I know. Cause like to me, yeah. I'm like, goodness gracious. Like 
what was Undercover Boss like? That it show, I watched amazing. that show. You I mean, did? Oh, I love, oh, yes. Yeah, it's a great show. Tell me show. about that experience. It was probably one of the most amazing. They put you in like black hair. Black hair. They didn't tell me where I was going. They literally, I was away from my baby for, I've never been that away from her. Uh, How Two long? weeks. Two weeks it oh, takes to film an episode? Two weeks. It was, it was so, and I went all over the country and they're just like, get out. You're going to meet her today. And I'm like, oh, but I don't act. They're my fi- my face is on the wall. My voice is on the radio. You know? And did you, had you ever met these people that no. you, okay. No, never. So mm-hmm. you're going to locations and meeting right. people that don't right. know, that haven't met you personally. You know, what's so interesting how you can have an outer body experience. That's the first time I've ever had an outer body experience when I'm Gigi, but I'm dressed as this homely person that people don't respect. I felt so much like when I used to clean toilets because they thought I was just this little hippie loser. And you know, they're like, Oh, she's never going to make it unless you were coming you know. in to work right I was coming into work and they did not know who I was they would have never treated me or said the things they said had they known who I was so were you uh, were you disappointed with some of them and happy with some of them or how did the experience go for you both it was it was great I learned that we were consistently inconsistent because we'd grown so fast and then I learned that there's so much passion with a with people that I'd never even touched before but they love my brand you know, and they'd say, no, that's not the Gigi's way. You know, Gigi would never do that. You got to do it again. And I'd be like, okay. So I'm having an outer body experience because they don't think I, they think I'm somebody else, but I'm really Gigi. And they're so passionate. They're speak. They're like, we love this company. You've got to do it the Gigi way. That's what we model. You know, and I'm like thinking, they don't know it's me. Yeah. Can you imagine having that experience Mm-mm. when they don't know it's you and they're talking about you in a good way and a bad way, you know, wow. good things and bad things. Wow. You know, it was so amazing. And I learned that if you start with passion with something and you build something on the basis of passion and love, people like that mm-hmm. and people catch on and they love it because you love it. Because if you don't right. love it, then you're, it's false advertisement. Right. And if it's just money for you. It's just they, money. If you're doing it for on. money. Right. They don't, ca- they don't catch on. So money is the side effect. Money is the side effect of right. a passionate business. Right. Yeah. And we all need it to live. I mean, it's not like you can work for free, but you just have to put it in perspective. You have to put money in perspective. Yeah. And then it's not money. It's what can I do to help people, to better this world? I mean, we're stewards. We're supposed to be bettering this world. Even in our faults, even all the bad mistakes we've made, we're supposed to make this world better. That is so true. Where did you yeah. get this sense of, in, like, where did you get that deep-rooted sense of needing to make the world better? Because you could just be like, I've made all my money, I've got my yeah. success, and like, <clears throat> booyah. You know, I ju- it's just grounded root of faith in what God has done for me, and I know what he's done for me, and it's humbling. He's taken a broken, broken down country singer, broken pieces on the bad paths of life and made something beautiful into that. Mm. And if he can make that out of my life, he can make that out of anybody's life. I've seen it. What's the difference? I've done it. (laughs) What is the difference between you and someone else getting, having God make this out of your life why is it why did it happen for you and someone might be like well that could never happen for me what's the difference attitude that's what i was was thinking (laughs) you're gonna say that if you're gonna say it can't happen to me well why would god bless you if you don't believe in him if you don't believe it would happen then why would he find favor with you if you're not gonna believe 
You're going to say, oh, I'm always going to be a loser. Well, then you're always going to be a loser. And you're probably just blind, blinding yourself to the blessings that are right around right. you. Right. Look around. Open up to something new. God is always showing us different ideas and different blessings. Every day it's in our face. But we have to be in tune enough to see those blessings and go down that path. But most people don't because they're afraid. They don't have faith. They don't want to step out. And they're afraid of rejection. So step out. <clears throat> step out. Step out. Step out. Gosh, and it's so scary. Uh, people, I feel like money is a big reason why people don't want to step out. Because right. it's like, well. Security. Security. Mm -hmm. But just step right. out. And the road will appear. The road will appear. And I always look at it as this. Like the Temple of Doom of Indiana Jones. Yeah. He was in this cavern. And I put it in my book. And he had to like think. And there's a huge chasm. Is that what it is? A huge, huge cavern. And then there was mm -hmm. the other place where he had to go but it was all open air and he just stepped out and there was a step and then he stepped out and there was another step that's to me faith and that's, that's exhilarating that's exhilarating you just if you're gonna fall you're gonna fall but step out yeah and so if you know you have to get over there and you know that you have to step out on faith that's the scariest part for people so i'm assuming you have fallen before <laughs> oh yeah yeah Every day. So to everyone who is All the time. out there listening who's afraid to step out because they're scared of falling, tell me what happens when you fall. What does the fall feel like and what happens in the fall? Because a lot of people are deathly afraid of the fall. Well, uh, you usually get a little dusty because you're down in the dirt <laughs> and you get your butt kicked a little and then you get your teeth kicked in and then you find the courage and muster up the courage to stand up again, dust yourself off and keep walking. So you just you're does a feel new like a idea appear? Like how do you know where to walk? You don't. You just have to take opportunities, and you just have to think outside your box. No one knows where to walk. You know, I don't know where to walk. I don't know where my next venture is. I truly don't. But I'm ready and open for the next opportunity, and I think that's where you need to be. Do you think life goes in seasons? Definitely. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. How has life been for seasons for you? Like, what is your, what's the cycle for you? For me? Yeah. You know, I feel, um, I definitely feel like I have had seasons of favor. Mm -hmm. And I think, I pray I'm kind of entering into one right now. I'm hoping mm -hmm. because it was. I can feel that for you. Before this season with the podcast and everything, I was definitely in a dark season because I was transitioning out of music, mm -hmm. uh, completely felt like a loser, mm -hmm. um, didn't feel like I knew where I was going, and then mm -hmm. just, like you said, kind of lived in that low, dusty spot for a minute, mm -hmm. felt like I was getting kicked in, and then I right. was like, okay, I'm gonna, going, going to move up. I'm going to get out of here. And then right. that's when the podcast started and started rolling and I started finding my groove and all that. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like I have consistently had lows, highs, lows, highs, <laughs> lows, highs, lows. Like as soon right. as like a right. high happens, I'm like, I never get cocky about it because I'm always oh, like, yeah. oh God, you can't. it's coming. The next yeah. one's oh, coming. Geez. Here we go. Kick. It's like a wave yeah. or it's, it's like wave. fall, you know, yeah, like it's... you have spring and fall, like right. the blooming and then the leaves fall off the right. trees and then right. they bloom and then they fall off. And right. it's like, I feel like I've never stayed in either season. I haven't either. For a long time. No, I haven't either. Unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, no. does it keep you humble? Does it keep you connected to God? I does it keep so. you driven? I think that's where he wants us, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to 
keep driven. You have to keep hungry. Yeah. Like, what's the next thing? Give me more food. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, I'm ready for the next adventure. Yeah. Now, people, if they're not ready for the next adventure, I mean, you might as well just go ahead <laughs> kill off. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? What's the point? <laughs> what's the point? If you're not going to have an adventure in life. Well, is that what you think the point why? of life is, to have an adventure? I think so. I think it's to touch people and have an adventure and to make people's life better. I always thought when I was a kid, gosh, I can't wait to be an angel. Ah. Know, I can't wait to be an angel so I could bless people. And then one day I thought, wait, the, what do you mean? I can be an angel right now yeah. and bless people. Yeah. Like I'm like, when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to bless people. Maybe God will make me, you know. Now I'm just hoping when I die, I can clean the toilets or the clean the pearly gates. <laughs> I just want to get in. <laughs> I don't have to be an angel. Just want to get in and clean the houses up there. But, uh, but I thought, why can't I just be an angel right now why can't i just do good now that's a revelation it was a revelation like what the heck what i don't have to cross over to do do good things i could just be a good person right now and be faithful and give you can't out give god Mm. ever Mm -hmm. i don't care what people's people are so stingy too why is that stingy mine mine i'm not gonna give i'm not gonna be a giving person i'll never get it again i'll never get it i'm not giving to the lord i'm not gonna not i'm not tithing okay well good luck with yourself because you're not gonna be the person that has bounty do you think you have to give to have blessings yes absolutely i think that's our duty we have to give back if to, you know, to much is given, much is expected. And if you've been given a lot from God, people around you expect. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're not going to be blessed the next time. So interesting. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. It's all about just giving back. And that just goes to not holding on to anything too tightly. You're doing it for the passion for the adventure. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you could lose it tomorrow. And you have, you've lost, you've lost everything and built it all back. Yep. Or had nothing. I don't know if you've lost everything, but like started at the bottom, started at the bottom. Now you're here. $33. (laughs) And now I'm back to $36. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That is incredible. Yeah. Here we are. So where have you felt called to like give back? Where, what is on your heart? Well, I am in a, I do prison ministry. Really? Yes. How did you get involved with that? Oh my gosh. No shank Wednesday. Every Wednesday. (laughs) You go to the prison? I do. Every Wednesday? Not every Wednesday, but I go about once a month. And I had a pen pal that started writing me. I had hundreds of letters after Undercover Boss. And one guy in prison started writing me. And I was so touched by his words and by who he was and how God had changed his life in prison. Really? That, so he had completely conformed, like, uh, oh, is conformed the right word? Changed? Conf- changed, become a, and now he's doing good. He's doing yoga. He does yoga classes and PTSD and his, I mean, and he has a pen pal. I mean, he's just an amazing person. Starting from brokenness, starting from the things he's done, I won't say. And, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go see him one day. One day I'm going to meet this man I've been a pen pal with for five years. Wow. And it came to pass. And I brought food in to the prison. I came, went inside the prison walls and met 30 prisoners who have been on good behavior and fed the prisoners. And uh, Christmas time, we're going again. We've, I've gone twice. And I finally met the guy I've been. What was it like when with. you met him? It was, it was meant to be. It was like I knew I was supposed to meet you. Know, he's, he's, in life. he's a lifer. He's not he's getting, getting out, for out. 80, until he's 85. And I'm like, one day I'm going to meet him. And it came to pass. What was the conversation <clears> like? 
Well, we'd always, we'd had lots of conversations about God and faith and praying. So we, he knew a lot about me and I knew a lot about him. And the conversation is like, we knew God was going to bring this to, to be. And all the good he's doing inside his prison and his prison ministries and all the people he's touching. So he's turned his prison experience into a blessing. Yeah, he has. And all the people that are in this, you know, program and the men of valor, I'm involved with men of valor, who um, Bill Lee is on the board of Mil- our governor on Mil- men of valor. And then I also am very close friends with Papa Joe and Elijah's heart. And it's the walk of love. And we feed, uh, we feed people in the inner city of Nashville. He feeds Papa Joe. You need to get him on your podcast. He is amazing. He feeds 36,000 people a year in Nashville. Wow. with his ministry 36,000 meals 36,000 meals yeah and he's unbelievable so we go and feed and I'm I help with that and then I do the prison ministry so do you feel like cooking and food is another way for is that your way to get like that's like your, you that's your it's your it's your success right. for your career it's also the way you give like right. food is your mission food is my mission right wow. if you could feed people and food is you know, people's necessity. It's their one thing they need is food. Yeah. So if you could feed their bellies yeah. and then they're open to finding love and they're more open and receptive to hearing about God or their mission, then if their bellies are full and you've blessed them with food, then they're more open to blessing other people. Wow. Yeah. It's food. Food is my mission. Feeding wow. people. What a great mission. Food opens people's hearts because their bellies are full. And nothing makes you feel more loved and taken care of than homemade food. Food is my love language. Yeah. And it makes you feel so special. Right. Like when you brought me cupcakes, I was like, oh, it makes you feel like you're just like cozy with someone right away. Right. You know? Because it's a a gift of, you know, a gift of love. And people... Food is universal, mm-hmm. and when people invite you over for dinner and you have, they have hospitality and food, that's the secret. It is. That's the key. Okay, speaking of secret, the secret ingredient, that's your book. Yes. And your web series, or, or you're having a series called The Secret yes. Ingredient and your book. Tell me about the book, because it's not just about cooking, mm-hmm. it's about life lessons. It's about life lessons, and then it has a recipe at the end of every chapter, but it goes No way! Through, yep, <gasps> a savory and sweet recipe, a family recipe, it kind of follows the book. Like when I was 10, we started picking blueberries. So blueberry cobbler. And then, you know, all throughout the book. So there's like a lesson and a story. And then Mm -hmm. there's a recipe at the end that ties. What a genius idea. It's a, I love it. How did that come to you to write this? uh, Well, I just started when I put my daughter down about four years ago, I started writing a cookbook and I'd write. For her naps? Uh, when she went to bed at uh, 8, oh. 8.30 at night, I started writing from 9 to 12 every night for a year. I wrote the cookbook. And so I went to a publisher and said, I have a cookbook. And they're like, no, let's do a life story first. Then we'll do a cookbook. So we just kind of combined it. And uh, the first chapter starts with how scared I was in a fetal position on the first day before Gigi's opened. Mm. So that's the beginning of the book. And it just goes through all of the good times and hard times and happy times and lots of uh, falling down. So what is the secret ingredient? Love. With everything. Love. Love and passion and hard work. Those are the three things. If you have those three things, you can't fail. Is that what you said you on one of your Instagram posts? you like, I want to, if my daughter knows one thing, is, is that the three things? Mm-hmm. Leaving a legacy of love. Yeah. 
because that's what you have to leave. That's all we have. It's all we have. It's so true. Yeah, so true. And we, we forget. get so caught up in all of the stuff every day. And it's not about that. No. no. Love is it. That's it. Are all these things like businesses, experiences, that's just all to get us to lead to love, really. Basically. Your mission. And if you're called to a greater mission, then you're called to do greater things. To much is given, much is expected. Mm-hmm. So God's like, okay, if I'm going to give you this, you better give back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'm taking it away. <laughs> yeah. And he does it sometimes. Sometimes he's like, uh-uh, nope. And he takes it away. And that is just to lead us back to him and to lead us back to love. Right. Right. Huh. Right. What was it like when you did a TED Talk? Was that nerve-wracking? It was one of the hardest things. There's five things I've done the hardest things in my life. Okay, let's, what Birth a company, birth a child, go on Undercover Boss, do a TED Talk, and write the book. Okay. Those are the five hardest things I've ever done in my entire probably life. Probably most meaningful things. You know what? Sometimes the hardest things we do in life are the most rewarding. Yeah. Because those are all pretty hard and pretty rewarding. They're, yep. Yep. Those are the hardest things. It was great. It was extremely difficult because... I'm not, I don't fit the mold for a TED Talk. I'm not this Ivy League scholar going to tell you how to, you know, do something. That's and you have boring. to prove your theory, right? Uh-huh. So that's what really TED Talks are. And um, so I did it anyways, and they kind of tried to conform me. <laughs> you said, no <laughs> way, man. As much as they could, as much as they could. But it was really nerve-wracking. But it was one of the best things I've ever done. What was your ultimate message of that TED Talk? Uh, sweet dreams die hard. <laughs> Talking about losing one dream right. to really find another. Yeah. That's such an interesting perspective. I've actually really never heard someone say it like that. Well, we're taught and the whole, I had to prove a theory, right? So, oh, that's what taught, a TED talk is to prove yeah, a theory. To prove a theory. You have I to didn't prove even know that. Theory. So oh. I'm, you're taught, you know, reach for the stars, go for it. If you don't give up, you'll never fail. Right. Mm-hmm. So with, through music, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. Well, what if you, what if it dies? Yeah, what so it no dies? one thinks about, dang, what if I fall flat on my face and it dies and I have to pick myself up and find a new dream? Yeah. No one ever really talks about that. No. So that's kind of what I go across the country speaking for is speaking about is what if your dream dies? What if you feel like a total a loser? Great perspective. What then? What now? Yeah. What now? So that's what I want to talk and that's my mission. What I want to tell people is just because one dream died and your lifelong dream and you fail doesn't mean that you're over. It doesn't mean you're done. I love that. When you're dead, you're done. Yeah. But until then, <laughs> you're not done. You do, you're not done. And God's not done with you because we're here. That's right. I feel like we're all here for a reason. Like I look at my child now uh, that I have a child. Little Sonny. And I'm like, why are you here? Like, why did you come here? Like you, I think right. about this all the time. I'm like, you have some sort of right. mission. She does. That you're here for. And like, what is it? She has a specialness about her. I looked in her eyes today. And she I'm was like, loving you. I'm telling you that little kid, she's got, there's something in her eyes. She's <sighs> just got it. She's, she's got it. She's got focus. She does. I mean, I'm biased because she's well, my child, but I feel I that way too. I'm like, she has her just something that, you know, you just hold her in your arms. You're like, you're meant for something great. I mean, she was loving you, <laughs> laughing at you and smiling at you. Little sweetie. How has being a mother affected you as a businesswoman? And well, being a woman too. Uh, you have to learn how to really juggle. 
and you have to learn how to multitask very well. And women are great multitaskers. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We we can rule the world with our with our lists. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. we can get 50 things done in a list that most human beings don't. You know, we just yeah. And I think you really need to learn to multitask. I think you can have it all, but you have to remember, and I don't want to be pious when I say this because I've made so many mistakes, but the greatest thing you can do is be a mother. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to birth a child, you better spend time with that kid and you better train that child because you have an amazing responsibility to that child. You, and I always ask God, God, please help me to speak my daughter's love language because everyone learns oh, and wow. please, Lord, help me to speak her love language so she can be the person she needs to be through my faults and through me being as a human and all of our, you know, things, we're all human, but God, help me to speak her love language so she can be the best that she can be. Uh -huh. She's meant to be here. Yeah. So if you're a mom, that's your first priority and you have to make time. I know we have to provide. There's so many single moms out there. You love, are a single mom. <clears throat> I mean, I love talking to single moms because they, I get them. I'm a <laughs> single mom. But, and we have to provide and we have to take our kids to daycare sometimes. Sometimes that's all we can do. But when we're there with our kids, I don't care if it's one minute or a hundred minutes a day, be present. Mm -hmm. Love your, get off your phone, get off your, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I have to mentally go, okay, I'm going to be present when the second my daughter gets off the bus, I'm a mom, full-time mom. I'm a stay-at-home full-time mom. That's what I am. Until she goes to bed, I'm the mom. I love that. So it's important. It's important to be present. Have and you we, been able to find balance within motherhood and having a career? A I've career? had to as, out of necessity. How did you find it or how do you do it? You know what? I, I'm really good at, ba I have to have a balance in my life or I don't feel like I'm being where I need to be. So it balances like me already mm -hmm. and reading my Bible, working out, you know, you have to have time for you. You have to have time for your soul, time for your body. And then, you know, you have to have time for business. So it's just prioritizing. It's like, do I really need to go work out today? I was going to work out this morning and I thought, no. I'll be tired and smelly, and I need to be present. <laughs> so no, I'm not going to do that today. So I pick the most important things that I really want to do, and then you do that. And then you know that you'll make time for it when you need it. When you need it. And you just feel it. You, just, or you go on gut feelings. Uh, that my whole life has been gut feeling. Yeah. My yeah. whole life, yes. Because that's really your inner guide. <clears throat> it is. It's your inner guide. It's your, you know, conscience. Have you always been able to trust it and listen to it? Yes. Always? Yes. You've never fought it? I fought it with a few men in my life. <laughs> well, that'll get you. <laughs> oh, oh, and God's like, what? Listen to your gut. You're like, but what are you he's doing? so great. But he's so wonderful, and I can change him, and I can, you know, oh, let's not go there. So, but so with men, you've fought it? With men, I've fought it. Because uh, attraction is a really strong thing. <laughs> and it, you really want, yeah, yeah. it truly, yeah. it is. And I really didn't love myself enough mm -hmm. to expect the best. I was never, you know, I, I don't know why. I, I struggle with self-worth my whole life. Yeah, me too. I think it's always. because of the music industry. Because we're always rejected and mm -hmm. we're never good enough. Mm -hmm. I've always struggled with self-worth. Always. And always. I always pick the wrong guys. Oh, no, he'll change. Or, oh, no, he'll. No. He's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dump the chump. Dump. He's a chump. And there's so many your next worse. book. They dump the chump. <laughs> we need to write it. Yeah. Um, dump the chump. And why, why should you dump the chump? Yeah. Yeah. 
So we always reason away. You know, women have this nesting ability too. Like we want to nest and no, 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 I'm not going to listen to my gut because no, no, it'll get better. No, it doesn't get better. Yeah. If you need to fire the person, fire the person. Amen. If they've stole from you, fire the person. Yes. If they treat you bad and they've shown you their fruits of their tree and their fruits aren't good, be a fruit inspector. Yes. Be a fruit. See what kind of fruit they fa- falls off their tree. If it doesn't fall good fruit, Dump them. Yep, because the fruit's not changing. It's not changing. Maybe it will, but you know what? Not don't be the problem. one to figure it out. No. Not your you, problem. Don't you fix it. <laughs> Amen so, to that. Right. So I think women always struggle with self-worth. I do too. I think it's in our, I don't know why. I don't know why either. Yeah. I don't know if our, the fathers haven't given us enough encouragement or love or we didn't get, I don't know. I don't it's know what it book. is either. <laughs> But it's so crazy because I feel like as women, like you said, we're able to make these lists, to multitask, to be mothers, to run businesses, to have empathy. Like, whereas I feel like oftentimes men, maybe why they get things done is they can just laser focus on one thing. Maybe, maybe that's why they're more successful sometimes in things. And they, they, they don't, they blow things off. They don't take it. They're like, you don't like me. Great. I don't care. But and we just feel like, it all the way to the bottom. Oh, why do they not like me? You know, why? You know, all this stuff. Why? Quit mm-hmm. asking why. Why just not? Move forward. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so we struggle with that. I think. We're I just, agree. Women just, oh, we're not good enough. Well, and, but society puts that on us though. I mean, look at the magazines. You have to be this perfect model. You have to look a certain way. Oh, you can't, God forbid, you have a roll of fat, you know. Yeah. God forbid. And, I mean, no wonder. Men are expecting us to be Barbie dolls, cook like Martha Stewart, bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, and then want to... And make love to them. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? (laughs) Talk about pressure. (laughs) Yeah. We're supposed to do it all? What do they do? Right. They just have to look, you know, go to work and look good. Totally. No, I know. I they don't I, even look good. <laughs> they don't care. They're accepted because they accept themselves. Do you feel like I did see that you talked about this on <clears throat> somewhere, either your bio or social media? That social media can be used for good. It can because but sometimes so, I mean, just like TV and the computers, you can do you can go the evil route. Yeah, you can go that route, or you can use it for the for, for good. And social media can be a huge influence. And we should use it for good. And I, I agree with you because I feel like it's amazing because like everyone is able to have a platform now oh, and, sh- right. and share their truth and their realness right. if, if it's used for good. It can also be a comparison game. If I see one more chick in a selfie in a bathing suit go, uh, look at me today. I want to puke. Right. Do you not have anything else to do than take a selfie? Do something with your life. Amen. Good grief. And they have like 100,000 followers. I'm like, why? Because they're following boobs. them. It's probably all guys. It's like, good job. if I see one more selfie with the pucker lip, I know, you know, and their big boobs hanging out. Good grief. Get a life. If you're like, do you know what those boobs are used for? Milk for your baby. Right. To suck on them. Because that's what's <laughs> happening to me all day. My boobs are not sexy. <laughs> well, I personally think that you are beautiful and your husband probably still thinks you're sexy. So you'll get through this stage. Thank you. After about six months, you'll feel better. You'll feel like you're human again? Yeah, about a year. Takes about a year. But. Gigi, I would talk to you forever. We've been talking for an hour, so I'm going to wrap know. up. I know you have to go get your daughter. But I leave every interview with Leave Your Light, which is just... Oh, I love that. It's, you're, just your inspiration. Obviously, you're just pure inspiration. Everything about you is inspirational. Thank you. But if you want to drop some hardcore wisdom on the people listening to this, just some, some, some life lessons that you've learned, what do you want people to know? I want people to know that you can sit on your porch when you're 90 years old 
and you can regret. I don't ever want to ask myself why. I want to ask myself, why didn't I? I don't want to be that person that says, why didn't I just try it? Why didn't I just try it? Just go try it. You're going you're gonna to regret. I don't ever want to live with regret. So don't live with regret. Live with passion and make other people's lives better. And when you do that, there's no way you can't have a good life and succeed. Because you're doing your purpose. Drop the mic. Boom. Gigi Butler. Gigi out. Gigi out. <laughs> Gigi's cupcakes. Gigi for president. Like, uh, You know what? I might run for governor. I'm just... You should. Out. I might as well. Why wouldn't you? I Why not? I run a business. Why not? Freak I know out. how to herd cats with franchisees. I could just herd cats with the Tennessee. You would be the best <laughs> governor ever. You got my vote. We'll see. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll see. Well, once my daughter's raised, I'll probably go into politics. Knowing you, you're going to do it. And you're going to crush it. There'll be a lot of rejection, a lot of pe- a lot of haters. I got to get prepare myself for that. Put that armor on. Whoo! Talk about politics, haters. Oh yeah. Oh man. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. You got it though. A cooking show first, then politics. Cooking show, yes. Okay. Yes, I would love to do it. That's gonna happen. All this is gonna happen, Gigi. Thank you. You, you're a manifester because you follow you follow your your passion and your gut. Thank you. And I'm telling you, it was such an honor and a privilege Thank to get to so chat much with you for having me on. It was wonderful. You're the best. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.